Welcome to Sideline Sports. Tonight we're joined by Justin Adams, a news and sports reporter, play-by-play uh, -play announcer for the Pac-12 Network at a KCNC out of Denver. Welcome to the show, Justin. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How you doing? Oh, we lost Justin. <laughs> that wasn't great. We already lost him. That we had about uh, 30 seconds. Well, all right, that was good. All right, should we uh, call the show, guys? 30 <laughs> seconds in? I think this might be a record time for fastest show. What do you think? That was quick. <laughs> All right. I think we got Justin back. Let's see if we can get him in. Go ahead. Justin, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. That was weird. Technology. We were joking. We'll cut it there. 30 second show. Fastest show we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> the best show we've ever did in our lives, right? <laughs> Absolutely. 30 seconds is, is as real as it gets. <laughs> to the point we're done. So tell us a little about yourself. Well, you know, I'm a, a you know graduate of the University of Colorado. Played three years for CU from 2004 through 2006. I always wanted to be able to uh, to broadcast, and so to be able to be in the position I'm in now to be able to um, cover news. So this morning I was covering breaking news in Boulder. Um, there was a three um, fire uh, that I covered this morning. And so you go from there on one side to the other side of talking about the Broncos. Um, right. And so it's, it's those kind of the left side, right side uh, type uh, part of the brain that I get a chance to do. And I enjoy it. I enjoy being able to, to do it. Um, I enjoy being able to do play by play, whether it's on radio or. Lost them again. What is going on? JB, you are muted. Maybe weather out there. Maybe uh, some bad yeah. weather. Sometimes yeah, that happens with connections. Yeah. We're going to have to talk to Jordan and John Mizek and see what's going on in the, the state of Colorado <laughs> tonight. Something must be going on. Um, all right. Let's try one more time. Let's see. Justin. Guys. Let's try I'm, one more time. Sorry. I, yeah. You know, let's do it one more time, right? Uh, we're going to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I switched rooms, so we should we should be closer to the modem, and things should work a whole lot better now. There you go. <laughs> All right, what were you saying? Well, just long and short of it, um, guys, just being able to uh, work in your hometown, uh, to play football for your uh, college team that you grew up rooting for uh, was a blessing with the Colorado Buffaloes. And now to be covering one of the teams that I grew up just loving, right, the, the Denver Broncos. But now you get to a point where – you're not just covering teams because, oh, I'm a fan. This is great. Now you're looking at saying, okay, I'm unbiased. Uh, you know, you always have the insight where you want to, you want a team to win, but you don't let any type of fandom um, cover up the story. You have to be the type of person that could be able to uh, put that to a side and tell the story or are you doing a disservice to your audience? So I, I, you, you made a good point. I want to ask you something. So you grew up in Colorado. You, you were talking before the show. You rooted for all the Colorado teams. That was your thing. Now that you're a journalist, it's your job to be completely, you know, just unbiased. Just here are the facts. Here's what I'm thinking about. All right. You know what? We'll get to that later. 
Whichever one of the two of you just put that up, we will talk about that later. All right, you two, we're going to have a conversation about this later. Um, are there ever times that you see yourself rooting against your team, not because you want them to lose, but because you think that there would be a better story there? Like, uh, perfect example, Avalanche in the playoffs, right? The better story might be, the more exhilarating, exciting story might be, you know, game seven, they lose in a, a heartbreaker as opposed to winning. Sometimes that's a, a more appealing story to some people. Do you ever find yourself doing that? I mean, I know you try to be, you know, as as unbiased as possible, but I mean, are there times where you're thinking, man, you know, this might be the better story if this happens? Wow. My question was so good. I left him speechless. <laughs> uh, I, I always say, you know, professionalism before fandom. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, my teams, the Dolphins and the Orioles and all that, but uh, the professionalism comes first and a uh, nice Jersey, by the way, JB, I love it. By the way, um, you always got to be a professional before you're a, uh, before well, you're a fan. I, That's I how that, I see things. I asked that because I asked that as a professional saying, like, are you looking at the aspect of what would be the better story angle as a professional, as opposed to a fan of your team. That's all. Whatever we're given. I mean, that's what, that's what journalists get do is whatever they're given. Oh, I know. It's kind of like take what the defense gives you. Oh, yeah. I know. All right, yeah. Justin, now we can get your answer. Hopefully we're going to make this work. I'm going to, I'm going to go on my laptop, which I'm realizing may be the best. <laughs> all right. We'll put you on this way. <laughs> all right, hold on. All right, now you've been kicked from the studio, so your other one, there's no echo. Let's try this one more time. Fellas, All right, did here. you hear my question at least? <laughs> Please tell me you heard it at least. I don't want to repeat that. No, you know what? I love the question, Jake. Okay. It's hilarious because, you know, you get to a point where you think, oh, this would be, you know, it, 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 it's one of those temptations that people could have to say, oh, this will be such a great story if it happens this way. As a journalist, your job is to tell what's going on. Of course. You have no say in that. You know what? I gave up my right to go and have a hand in a game once I stopped playing football for CU. You know? And so your job is to tell a story. But you know what? There's so much to tell that you could do it in such an amazing way. So, like, for example, the Broncos are currently on a three-game losing streak. Um, and they were blown out by the Las Vegas Raiders, who literally – don't have a coach like they don't have a, their head coach got fired on an off day and you lost to a team that had their head coach fired on an off day a little bit of a, a friday reference there but how <laughs> you get fired for stealing boxes on your day off exactly you know it's so it's just it's 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 interesting to see how that happens but uh it's just a blessing to be able to tell the story and at the end of the day that's what it's all about I agree. I just, hey, you know what? Sometimes I even admit, I, I look at something like, man, you know, I know it doesn't matter professionally what happens, but this would be a pretty cool story if it goes one way versus the other. I'm I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I never think, well, this story would be better than the other one. I mean, of course, you're going to tell it how it happens. You're right. But sometimes you're like, well, maybe I prefer this story because sometimes one way or the other is, is better. That's all. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. 100%. That's, that's, that's one of those things. That's all. Yeah, um, but I, I agree. I mean, obviously, the story is what the story is. But you, I'm sure you have those moments where you think, man, you know, I, I go back to the Abs because they're your, your your best team in Colorado right now. Yeah. Right? You yeah. say, man, wouldn't it be awesome if the Abs win the Stanley Cup or, or they win in Game Seven in this thriller and then they lose? It's like, well, 
I would have liked one way versus the other, but you know, nothing you can do, obviously. Yeah, 100%. You know, speaking of the abs, man, <sighs> you know, <laughs> the question is with the abs is this they're going to be one or two teams because they have way too much talent not to win the cup. And, and we, we know throughout history that the cup out of all the sports, probably the Stanley cup is the hardest to win. Oh, I um, would, I would debate anybody on that. Right? I mean, yes, it's absolutely. the most grueling. Yep. There's a reason they put all their names on the trophy. Yeah. There's a reason for and that. It's not to take anything away from anybody else. I agree. It's yeah, just so that it's hard. Just, oh, right. Right. I mean, you have to have a goalie who plays well, you have to, um, avoid a goalie who plays better yeah. than your guy for four out of seven games, right? Yeah. And so um, injuries come into play. Uh, physicality, how the referees call in the games, Absolutely. right? Um, but the question that I have about the Avs, are they the Tampa Bay Lightning or are they the Washington Capitals? And my que- and this is the way I put it. The Washington Capitals, all this talent, took them yep. years for Alex Ovechkin and the rest of the team to be able to win one. Tampa Bay Lightning, they had to bump their head. Actually, they had the best record. They was knocked out in the first round. I think first it was round, yeah. if I remember. Columbus. It was and Columbus. they just yep. kept destroying people, right? They just destroyed everybody. So that's kind of what I'm wondering what this team is going to be. Will they be the Capitals with, you know, Nathan McKinnon? Um, obviously, they have the rest of the, you know, Gabriel Landeskog, um, Miko Rantanen, right? I mean, you just have the name Great team. on and on and on. Um, what type of team will they be? But they should, they should win a cup. I mean, I've watched them enough, and I don't know. I don't think they face the Lightning faced an adversity losing in the first round like that, and I think that's something that really pushed them. I don't know that the Avs have gotten that yet. And I, I mean, don't know you don't think they got got that after uh, stomping the uh, the Golden Knights to start, and then the Golden Knights come back and shock them. I mean, they were they beat the what, seven story. in the first game. I, I, hold on. I say that because the Golden Knights were a team that was at least projected to have a chance to win the cup. When you looked at Tampa versus Columbus, I don't know that there were many people. I would say 90% of people probably, if not more, had all their money, at least in that series, on Tampa to absolutely annihilate them. And then it went the exact opposite. So I feel like that was something for Tampa that really pushed them to, you know, to say, look, we got we lost in the worst possible way. We got to bounce back, and it was a motivating factor. And they've they've publicly said that. I mean, the Avs had the second best record in the league last year. So if that's yeah, not yeah, adversity blowing it after being up, I don't know it's what adversity is. It's not, not no, but but you have to be and that's contenders the if you have the second yeah. best record in the league. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I'm comparing them to the to the Caps, where they've done the exact same thing. The Caps had plenty of seasons about. where they were really great. They got past the first round. They were, you know, looking like they were going to meet expectations in the playoffs, and then but, things went awry in the next round. But Justin and knows this. This isn't a couple year in a row thing for the Avalanche. They did this in the early two thousands as well when they when they oh, always I would know. go up against Detroit and yeah, they just couldn't right. get past Detroit year after year. This has been going on for a long right. time with the Avalanche. Detroit, we and you know what, guys, the team that everyone forgets is Dallas. Mike Madonna, I believe Brett Hall. Brett Hall, yep, yep. as well. Like you forget about like the gauntlet that you had to go through in order to win the West back in the day, but like, that was ridiculous. And so yeah. you look at how great the teams were that the Avs had, and to walk away with only two Stanley Cups again, only two Stanley Cups just tells you how difficult it is. But I will say this, Jake, I think they did hit this hit that moment uh, last year. They were up on um, the the Golden Knights in Game Five, up two to nothing, and had everything rolling for them. 
in a span of three minutes, it was 2-2, lost that game in overtime at home at yeah, Baltimore. I remember and then, it. And then turned around and lost game six. And so here's the reality of that. They're going to beat teams in a regular season. They're going to have Absolutely. a top two or three uh, you know, record in the NHL. That's not the issue. Probably, it's when yeah. they get to a series where somebody wants to get dirty and muddle things up. Do they have the guys who are able to stand back and be physical as well and to fight back and to be able to win those games. That's really what it comes down to. We'll see. They're, they're a pretty team. They're yeah. very, very nice. Speed, fast, I mean, skill all over the place. They're going to take on some teams that also have skill, like the Golden Knights last year. Oh, absolutely. But are able to bring that physicality. I mean, when you say that, all I think of is, uh, I think it was 2014, Rangers make the Stanley Cup final. They look like, I mean, they're crushing everybody. They're playing fantastic. They run into a brick wall in L.A., why did LA beat them? Because they out, they just outplayed them physically. Jonathan not, Quick was not, really good. But no, that's not even. That. I mean, yes, absolutely. No. But if you watch, if you rewatch that series, and I rewatched it a couple of times as I've gotten older and understood. I mean, he hockey. stood on his head in that oh, series. Oh, absolutely. But I've watched, I, I've watched it again now that I'm a little older. And I understand the sport better. There was one simple reason: because the Rangers couldn't do anything when they got the puck. They were crushed. They'd be. By the time they reached the third period and, and most of the games went to overtime, they were barely able to skate. They were so so yeah. basically dead on the ice. And the Kings were like, eh, I'm fine. They felt nothing. They were that super physical team. And I know the game is not that way nowadays. It's more yeah. about speed and skill. But you're right, Justin. And that's what I'm that is a worry, of course, is there are teams that are just gonna out outplay you in terms of physicality. And if they wear you down, there's nothing you can do about it. And uh that's Definitely one of the things the Lightning do well. When you get to the playoffs, it's a different game. I mean, speed is great, but if you start getting a team that plays tough and you, you get hit play after play for four, five, six, seven games, mm-hmm. it's tough to keep coming back and you know winning. And then you can get a goaltender that sits on oh, their head. You're in trouble. I mean, it's it's such a the NHL playoffs are by far the best playoffs in all of sports. You know, yeah. if you're not a hockey oh, yeah. fan. Just watch the NHL playoffs. It's so the fun. Only thing, the only yeah. thing that's comparable to that is March Madness. Yes. 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 Yeah. Different, um, but yes. Uh, th- there's nothing better from a scene-wise than hockey playoffs. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I've been to, you know, I've been to all of them, um, and there's nothing that is better. Um, I would say the AFC Championship, I mean, you know, Broncos being a part of it, that has a lot of, you know, that, just that, that, that environment is of awesome. Course. But again, I mean, there's nothing that's better than that. Baseball, baseball, weirdly enough, baseball is a close second, close third, because when when you have fans that are really in on every pitch, it means something. The games are just different. The feeling is different, right? And you have fans that aren't talking about work in the stands, right, like a regular season game. They're all in the game, right? They're all in every pitch. That's when baseball is fun. But uh, is other true. than that, there's no better environment in the playoffs and than hockey. One more thing, Justin, about the Avs, and this is my, my biggest concern now. You guys are fantastic offensively, mm-hmm. defensively, strong team. you got some actually some good scorers on defense, which is a huge thing to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's not your problem. Your biggest concern for me is your goaltending. Yeah. You lost – you lose Grubauer, and now it's like, well, where do you go? you got – you know, you had a Vezina Trophy guy. You know, he was up for it, right? He's playing amazing. He he looks like he could be a franchise goalie for you guys for the next, you know, however many years that this this run would continue, right? And now you lose him. Mm-hmm. That's my other concern now. As we talk about hot goalies, 
it's not that you guys won't be able to win games because you'll be able to score. I'm worried about it. you're gonna be able to stop pucks, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean it like oh they're gonna lose, you know they're not gonna be good. But when it comes to the playoffs, are you guys gonna be able to sustain the winning with the goaltender that I don't? I mean, I look at your roster and I don't say oh man, here's a goalie that I'm like yes he's got it he'll do it. I see him right. I'm like man I'm like I'm not I'm not scared of any of them personally. So it, yeah. it worries me a little bit a little bit. And yeah, and Darcy Kemper. Yeah. I, yeah. I could be proven wrong during the season. I mean, Philip Grubauer proved me wrong last season, and I admit it. I thought he was a decent goalie, but I didn't think he'd be what he was. And you look what he was. He was amazing. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and, and and make the point that they won't be good, but it's just something I'm really paying attention to now is they've got everything else locked up, basically. Offensively, they're fantastic, and, and there's no worries there. The goaltending right. is going to be a concern, and I, I'm interested to see about that one. You know, let me, let me use a, a different reference, um, and I think everybody will get this. In Colorado, when you talk about the uh, the Broncos, and I'm going to come back to hockey, but, but follow me on this one. You're used to the Peyton Manning, last part yeah. of his career, breaking records, right, winning a Super Bowl. Used to John Elway and the sustained excellence that he had throughout his career. But you get very upset when you get a Jake Plummer, right? This is true. Still a really good quarterback, got you to the AFC Championship, but could never get you over the hump, even though he was a running quarterback. That's kind of the same thing I feel like with Darcy Kemper right now. Um, you know, the first game against the Chicago Blackhawks, he stood on his head, um, helped the Avs to get the win. Uh, last time I checked, it was 2-2 going up against Washington um, in the second period. Um, I haven't had a chance to check on the game right now. I'll tell you in a minute. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it comes back to this. Will you have the guy – first of all, is Darcy Kemper going, going to be healthy? because he had some injury concerns, right? And so that's one of the biggest things. But is he going to be healthy for 16 games in the playoffs? Even still, Kemper is uh, inconsistent. I mean, from his days in Minnesota, he was his problem in the playoffs for them always was inconsistency. You'd have games where he stood on his head, and then you have games where he gives up five goals and you're out of the game right away. So that's Darcy Kemper in a nutshell, and – I didn't want the hurt. I'm a Hurricanes guy. I cover the Hurricanes for fansided. I didn't want the Hurricanes to go after him. I was uh, critical of him. I wasn't happy with the Freddie Anderson signing, but uh, I, Kemper, I was a little bit skeptical on when I, uh, whenever I looked up his stats and and just kind of yeah. wrote about him. I was skeptical of him because of his inconsistency. Just yeah. real quick, the score is four to two at the end of the second in t- in favor of the Caps. So. Ah. Sadly, sadly, yeah. trying to prove my, he's kind of proving my point. That uh, I'm not so confident in him, and and that's it's ironic that I said that. But I mean, he gave up four goals the other night against wow. the Blues, yeah, and four more tonight. I mean, it's, like it's not a great start. I mean, and it's it's very early, so it's, it's it's too early to judge. I don't. I'm you know I'm not like oh my god he's terrible right now. I'm not going there yet. It's only the third game. Right. It's way yeah, too early to really judge like that. But the early goings, I see that falls allowed back-to-back games, yeah. and you start to get a little worried. That's that's not what you need. And the Abs are a great team, but you can't win if your goalie's giving up four four goals every single no. game. And I'm not yeah, saying it's going to happen, but if he's averaging that, yeah. it's not great. It's not. Uh, and I know we're going to move on. Uh, this is the one last thing, just on this game in particular, just looking at the stats. Darcy Kemper giving up four goals is one thing, but it's not the biggest thing that concerns me. What concerns me is that the firepower we just talked about with the Avs, that they only have 13 shots on net in two periods. Right. Um, right. That's a concern. Like, Absolutely. that's a huge, huge concern. And I know Nathan McKinnon, he's coming back for the first time, was in COVID protocol, but 
if this team cannot consistently get the get shots on nets, and there was times mm-hmm. last year, guys, honestly, it, the Avs were playing like they were varsity and they were playing freshman teams. You know, like that's just yeah. the way that it felt, right? But now you take it on every team in the league. You don't get to play Anaheim. You don't get to feast on the, um, you know, the Kings. You have to play real know, teams. You yeah. have to go play everybody, and everyone knows that you're that team. They scout you out. They know that you're the team that everyone's predicting to win it. So um, that's one of the biggest things is that they have to get that together. And um, it's still very early in the season. We know it's a long, long year. Oh, There's absolutely. ups and downs and everything. But that's one of the things that the ass can't do is get off to a, to a slow start. It's it's not like the NFL where three games in and you're hitting the panic bunny. Yeah. For real, yeah. it's the NHL. You got three games out of 82. I mean, yeah. you, you take a deep, deep breath and say, all right, there's 79 games to go. Plenty of time to figure things out. You're right. That's what so I love about hockey. So for one long season, let's go to another season that's just about to start off. The NBA starting off this week. Um, the Nuggets have a solid team. What's your outlook for them this year? Top four. Top four in the West. Um, and pray that Jamal Murray comes back with at least a month before the end of the regular season and that he gets to go through, gets to knock off all the rust and then go from there, and hopefully – I don't think you're going to see the same bubble Murray just because it, it takes time to get back in action. But if he's good enough and Michael Porter Jr. steps up his game, <clears throat> it would allow the Nuggets to be able to win a series or two in hopes that you get Jamal Murray back. I think the Nuggets actually next year, if everyone could stay healthy for the most part, I think next year is their year. Because they signed everybody long term, and they have a very dangerous roster. We saw what happened once they made the trade for Aaron Gordon. They were just rock stars. They were killing, like literally killing mm-hmm. teams. Um, but once Jamal Murray tore ACL against Golden State, then they come back again against Golden State, and Will Barton gets hurt, and then later on PJ Dozier gets hurt, and then now your starting backcourt is Austin Rivers and Facundo Campazzo. And I love Facundo Campazzo, but if he's part of your starting backcourt. And you have to go up against Chris Paul. Well, guess who's going to win that series? It depends on what series it is. Suns and four, you know. Um, so if it's um, a conference finals, then maybe Paul chokes like always. Right, right, right. <laughs> wow, no up respect two, for the old man. Up two zero in the uh, the finals. Oh, and couldn't get it done. Look, Giannis took it. Well, way. that's typical Chris Paul. He'll always yeah. let you down, like James Harden. <laughs> You don't like him, man. I get it. He does not. Now look, man, I know that Chris Paul always has that moment in the playoffs right. where he is going to let you down. It it always happens. It's like James Harden. He's right. going to find that time in the playoffs where he's hurt or he lets you down. I yeah. know it's coming. It's like death taxes and Chris Paul letting you down in the playoffs. It's coming. I just don't know when. You don't know wild. when that's coming either. Right. But it happens eventually. But that's why you have like a big three. That's why Devin Booker. That's why you have DeAndre Ayton, which you should have paid, by the way. Who is unhappy. Um, well, it, yeah. it, it, it's business. It is what it is. Um, but it's, it's going to be the Mikel Bridges for Phoenix, right? You have to have that secondary score to get it back. But but stick stick it on the Nuggets. They have to find that secondary score. They have to – I mean, you could put all you want on Jokic. You could put all you want on Michael Porter Jr., your two scores from there. If Aaron Gordon is truly your third score – at any part of the season, you're going to be in trouble. And it's not because he's not good. It's just because that's not how this team is going to be the best. 
this team will be the best when you don't have to run plays for Aaron Gordon. And he's getting those dunks. He's getting those tip-ins. He's getting those mid-range shots. He's getting those corner threes. That's when this team is going to be the best, where Aaron Gordon is defending the LeBrons, Luka Doncic, uh, different guys like that. And so that's why, again, it's important for the Nuggets to be able to stay close to the top four. Hopefully Jamal Murray comes back in March and then you're able to go into the playoffs with a lot of confidence and continuity and then you see what happens from there. Um, but I'll say this, guys, um, in passing, and I could talk a lot, as you see, that's why I'm on the <laughs> radio. The most important player on this team will be P.J. Dozier to me um, because it's easy to look at MPJ, easy to look at Jokic, easy to look at Will Barton. But they missed P.J. Dozier and what he brought to this team off the bench. He's not only a guy who can handle the rock, but he's also a defender. His shot is getting better, but what he brings off the bench in those two areas – is extremely important. Let's not forget, before Anthony Davis hit that shot in game two against the Nuggets to win that uh, Western Conference Finals a couple, well, it was last year, but a couple of seasons ago, P.J. Dozier was a guy who literally brought them back into the game because of his playmaking skills and his defense. They're going to need that again this year. Now, um, what, and is there any talk about Marcus Howard, what his role may be? Is he going to get a little bit more playing time? You know, coming out of the Big East, he has a great shot. Yeah. Uh, you know, but he has, hasn't got many minutes last year. He, he had a lot of minutes in the Portland series. Um, you know, he was able to fill it up a little bit in that series. Uh, played a little bit um, against the Suns. And I'm sorry if you can hear my son in the background. He's he's uh, excited. I completely <laughs> understand. He's excited. You're talking with us. It's a big That's deal. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's uh, right. The best of the biz. But – uh. I think Marcus Howard, he'll get a shot. He'll get his opportunities to be able to play. It's an 82-game season, so you need everyone to be able to uh, contribute, right? Bowl, bowl. He may get a, a little shot here and there to do it. Marcus Howard, is he better than Bones? Um, I think it's Bones Howard, I believe, or uh, oh, I can't think of his last name right now. But uh, the Nuggets' first-round pick right now. Is he better than him, who's been able to play very well in the preseason? That may be the only reason why he doesn't get a lot of time this year. Bones Highland, excuse me. Bones Highland, there you go. <laughs> and now I'm switching over to baseball real quick. The Rockies, tough division. Oh. I mean, you got the Dodgers, who are in the NLCS right now. You got the Giants, who matched them and won the division. The Padres, who got all these young stars on the team. What do the Rockies have to do to be relevant and to get back to winning? Well, you know, prayer works. You know, it's I was going to say that's probably a good idea. That's just the number one thing. <laughs> I, you know what? They, they have a formula, and that formula is something that I have no idea what it is, and neither does everybody else in baseball. Um, they they just have to go and get to a point. You know, they're, they're going to lose Trevor Story. You didn't trade Trevor Story, right? So you're going to lose him for nothing. Um, CJ Crone, you signed back, which I thought is actually a pretty good signing, but you could have traded him. Um, John Gray. I believe he's going to be a free agent pitcher. You could have traded him. What I'm trying to tell tell you guys is this, is that they need to hit the reset button in the same way, and they're not doing so. And until they decide to hit the reset button and they decide to say this is the type of team that we're going to be, you're not going to get anything different, unfortunately, with the Rockies. Um, and, and it's sad because this team is – this city is really hungry – for a winner, especially in baseball, they'll support that team like crazy. Um, and there's a way to win at Coors Field. Get you some fast outfielders. 
You could play a little bit shallow because if the ball goes over your head, it is what it is. What kills you, of course, field are the blue pits. So you get some guys who could cover the outfield, that very big outfield. You play a little shallow and you go on from there. And then you say, you know what? We know we're going to struggle on the road a little bit because of elevation. The ball changes like a curveball changes from elevation to to it does at anywhere else, especially in the West where you're playing at sea level at L.A., uh, San Diego. Um, even uh, when you go up against Arizona, it just is what it is. So you know what you say is we're just going to get some bashers. We're going to get guys who are going to hit. Um, and when they're at their best, the biggest formula is that they had really good infielders. Really, really good infielders. Nolan Arenado. You had Trevor Story. You also had a DJ LeMahieu for several years, right? When you, you had, had Troy Tulowitzki. Exactly. Troy Tulowitzki. You could continue to go on, right? Um, Garrett Atkins was really good at third base as well, right? Uh, I think DJ LeMahieu was wrong for a while. No, uh, you had Clint Barnes, who was at second base. You had guys who were very solid in the infield, and that allowed you to be a good team overall. That allowed you to get wins, right? Um, from a pitching standpoint, you get guys who aren't fly ball pitchers, right? Who throw the two seamers, who are seeker ball pitchers. Those are the guys you get. That's why Herman Marquez is doing so well um, at Coors Field. So there's a formula for the Rockies to be relevant and for the Rockies to actually succeed. The question is, do they want to do it? And so far, um, the proof's in the pudding. So uh, before we let you go, you played three years at CU. Yeah. Uh, right at, what, you know, what was your best experience playing, you know, college football for the team you probably grew up rooting for and being a huge fan of? Nothing better than running behind Ralphie. Um, there's a uh, – oh, I almost got chills even thinking about it. Um, guys, I walked on to the team, right? So I wasn't a guy who had a scholarship. I mean, in high school I had three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown but I busted my butt and I was the guy who said, I'm going to go and block and do all the dirty work. And it took me several years just to be able to get on the field. I played one game in college. Um, but at the end of the day, that's one game more than the majority of people in America um, has ever played. And so when I look back at my career, I smile because I did it. I was a kid who wanted to play for um, a D one team, wanted to play for a team. I grew up rooting, grew up cheering. And I was able to put on the black and black and gold, and that meant everything to me. But when you run behind Ralphie, and you look in the stands, and you see fifty thousand people cheering your name, or just cheering you as a team, guys, there's nothing. I mean, other than getting saved, getting married, and having a baby, there's nothing better than that, fellas. There's nothing better than that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that that is really cool. Uh, so, how can people follow you, uh, Justin? Yeah, follow me online on Twitter, uh, Justin Adams TV. Um, again, Justin Adams TV. Also, same thing on Instagram, Justin Adams TV. Um, and yeah, just follow me. I'll follow you back. Uh, you know, JB, you linked up with me on uh, on Facebook. Uh, but it was great to be able to get together with you from there. And so, um, send me a DM. Send me anything, man. I will always hit you back. Um, and I, and you can look at my Twitter page. You say, "Is this guy confused? He's doing news and sports." It feels like that at certain times, but <laughs> I tell you this, fellas, um, I just want to be an individual who you could go and say, breaking news, Justin, go out there. And I'm like, I'm there. You could go out and say, hey, um, there's a women's soccer game that I'll be doing on Sunday. Play by play, go do it. And I'm there. 
Um, I want to be proficient in several different areas. Um, and that's always been a heart of mine, um, especially with the pandemic. It shows that um, if you're going to survive in this business, you better be able to do different things. And uh, that's the goal. And that's the legacy of Justin Adams. And like I said, all I want to do uh, before we got cut off at the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> one of my biggest goals is to make six-year-old Justin Adams happy, to make him proud. Um, he grew up wanting to be a sports broadcaster. That's what I'm doing right now. And so let's make that young man proud. Well, thank you, you for joining us. Yes, thank you for yes, taking the time. You. Yeah. You know, we'd love to have you back in the future. It was a lot of fun. All of those other stuff we didn't get to talk to, talk yeah. about. But I definitely enjoyed it. I'm sure we'd love to have you back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Guys, reach out to me anytime I'm here. And I promise you one thing. <laughs> I'm going to call Comcast to get this Wi-Fi. Take <laughs> That's just ridiculous. I'm like looking around on my cell phone. By the way, the Capitals just scored again. I'm going to go and cry right now. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> great See you, Justin. Have a good one, Justin. Have a great night, Justin. It was a pleasure. All right. JB, I know you want. there's so many things you want to talk about. We started mentioning it before the show. Come on. Give me something. What do you got? I know you got like 100 things running through your head. We got to start Ben Simmons. I mean, the NBA season's upon upon us. You got to start right there. At practice today, Doc's running defensive drills. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to run the drill. Got told twice to do it, and sure enough, Doc sends him home. He gets suspended for the opening game. What do you do if you're the Sixers right now? I mean, granted, that you you have the leverage. You know, you you have his right. You know, but but what do you do? John, you're out of order for that. We are talking about Ben Simmons. We will discuss that later. Wow. What do you do? Uh, JB, I don't know what you do. I mean, you can't cut him. And I only say that because there is trade value there. And you got to try and you got to try and get something. And he has a big contract, so it's hard to cut that. Right. And I mean, that's my, that's, that was my next point is if you cut it, you're still going to spend a lot of money on them to do nothing. So that's not an option. But there's not a lot because it's a tough, he, you he doesn't want to be there. It, it's, it's, very, it's very eerily reminiscent of Deshaun Watson, but there's one main difference. Before everything that happened with Watson, people wanted him and were yep. actively attempting to get him. I don't know that people want Ben Simmons as much as they would have wanted you know, Watson before that. Also, I, the I'm asking just, price I, for that. Right. Six just, I'm, 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 of course, comparing to sports. <sighs> yes, that was going to be my advice. People want him, just not at the price you're, you're asking. You got to drop your asking price. It's as simple as that. Because there's, you, you have to look at it like do this. You? you do. Because you have to look you at it like to. this. And here's, well, here's why. Because this is what you have to, you have to think that this is a guy that's not going to play for us. There's no way you're getting to play for you and give you a best effort. He's proven that. With the way he's acting, the way things are going, it's pretty clear he's not going to come out on the court and give his best effort. I think we Never can all agree. I, I think, I think that was something we can all agree on, right? He's not going to give the Sixers his best a, effort, and I don't blame toxic him. Toxic relationship. And I, I'm not entirely blaming him because there are some other things that could lead him to, you know, to feel the way he feels. Now, yes, it's his job. Board. It's his job. <laughs> <laughs> it is his job. So I believe he should go out there and give his best effort. But I understand his point. But here's the reality. He's not going to. So it doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong. So your options are simply this. Let him sit on the team and just do nothing and basically waste your cap space. Cut him, 
where he does the same thing, technically speaking, in terms of he's going to waste your cap space. Or C, your third option, you try and trade him, but you have to lower your asking price just to get rid of him. Who wants him after today? That's the the problem. They're wasting their time. They're 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 limited time. They both want the same thing, obviously. You're the Sixers. You don't want a guy that can't play for you, right, that doesn't want to play for you. If you're Ben Simmons, you don't want to be there. But what's happening right now? They're both biting each other's nose despite their face. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Because what Ben is doing, he's killing his trade value. Yep. So it makes it harder for the Sixers to trade him. Now, the Sixers are putting him in a bad position, forcing him to go out there when he doesn't want to. And he's not doing it. So, you know, yeah, they have the rights. So what are they going to do? Sit him on the bench and waste right. all that money? And that's what I'm saying. You can't do that. So now they're both. It's like they're trying to see who's tougher and who's going to outlast each other, but neither are going to get anything. It's Philly sports at its finest. <laughs> but here's, here's what I'll story. say in defense of Ben Simmons. Now, I'm, I, when I say in defense, you'll understand what I mean when I say it. I'm not actually defending him. The, diff- the thing is, the Sixers will lose on this scenario no matter what. If Ben Simmons somehow becomes a free agent, someone will sign him. At some point, he will be signed. So he would win, and I put quotes around that because he's not really winning because oh, he, he lost. because of what he's doing. Yeah. No, and I say he's not winning because of the way yeah. he's acting. It's gonna it's gonna reflect poorly to any team that would get him anyway. But he'd win. He's on to a new team. Philly would lose in that situation horribly. So you're absolutely right that they're what they're both doing is not helping anybody. But ultimately, Ben is in the better position only because. If Philly is forced to cut him, nobody trades for him, and they just can't keep him, he'll find a team somewhere. He, uh, he'll be on a team at the end of the day, no matter what, and he knows so, that. So you, you're the. That's owner what I'm of saying Sixers. is right. All right, I want to give you the scenario. You're the owner of the Sixers. He says, "I'm not playing, or I'm going to act on what I act." You know what you need to get to make your team viable. So what you, what option are you taking? What are you going to do? I'm going to make it real simple. You sit Ben down and say, look, we understand you want out. We want to help you, but you got to help us help you. We're not going to ask you to play. We just need you to put on a face and stop being a child. Just act like a grown adult. That way teams don't That's see you as, as, as a baby. That's it. That's all not a gr- he's not a grown adult. He's I know a that. baby. He's but a I'm child. So you're asking me if I'm the owner, what do I do? This is what I tell him. <laughs> I am. Hold on. I'm very honest. I'm like, look. I understand you want out. We're happy to get you out. But the only way we're going to get you out is if you act like an adult because otherwise teams will not want you and you're going to be stuck and we're going to be stuck in this endless cycle where you're stuck here and we're stuck trying to trade you and you're then acting like a child, which is only making our job harder, which hurts you and just continues to go in a circle. So I would just sit them down and be like, look, we're not trying to keep you. We'll trade you. Fine. Whatever. But you got to act just a little mature. If you want to get out, because if but you don't, who's gonna there's buy no way that? we can do that. Who's going to buy that fake, you know, that he's actually mature? Who's going to buy that? Because we all just saw what John. he did today. We all know, all the teams um, in the league know that this is ha- tell, who he is. I tell you right now, if I own the Sixers right now, Doc Rivers is God. Because he has diminished a huge trade value for my team. I sit Ben Simmons down. I say, listen, here's your choice. Keep your mouth shut. Take your money and you play hard. Or you sit on the bench and you don't play another day until your contract is over. But how? And, and how did it. Doc Rivers do that? When the re- the whole during, reason that this playoffs, started is because his playoffs, during, he was terrible. During the playoffs, as as a coach, 
you want to you want to coach your players. Listen, Ben Simmons was horrible. You all saw it. You you got to have afraid to shoot a basketball. You You're a basketball have, player. He's afraid to do his job. You mean? Yeah. You got to have his back to the media, though, John. When you're a team, you have your back. If someone came after you, I have your back. To the media, got to have the back. That's but it. how? But how can you defend a guy who's afraid to play the sport that well, he's signed up for? Well, here's what I'll <laughs> say, and to agree with JB, here's why you got to have his back. It's not even about that he's his coach. If you want your organization to be able to get rid of him, you got to have his back because if you don't, he's going to get stuck with you. And you're gonna have no choice. But That's they didn't. Why. But they didn't originally. Anything. I don't think they originally knew that they wanted to get rid of him when he was terrible no. in the playoffs. No, I no, think no. Th- this all boiled up, right. like started no, to boil and get worse. Yeah. Right. And my then you know is, what I'm saying. My point is, is you have to have his back no matter what. Because if you want him to play for you again, you can't just beat him up publicly like that. You can right. do it behind closed doors. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's the way that and that's that's a coach's job. Do it behind closed right. doors, and, and not in front of the public. So that's where you got to have his back. A and B. Doc's a good coach. No, absolutely. Target. But um, B, if, you, if, if there's if there's a chance that you think he may not play again for this team, help your organization and still don't bash him in front of the public. Because if you wow. do that, his perception goes down, and so does your own. Exactly. It makes you look. Yeah, is Doc is Doc really a good coach? I mean, the only success he's ever had was because okay. he had three Hall of oh, Famers. He's okay. He's a, he's that was the only success he's, he's ever had. Not a great coach, a good coach. He's, he's, he's failed uh, everywhere else he's went. Getting, getting back to this, Doc would be fired immediately, or especially after today, because you can't do that. Then I would take Ben in the room. Listen, you're going to come out. You're going to play. You're gonna If you don't play, you're going to sit on the bench in a suit. That's it. You, you know, you don't want to play. The Deshaun Watson treatment. That's and it. that's fine. I have your contract. Here's what I'll say about Deshaun Watson's scenario. There's a lot of things going on, but if you ignore all of that, have you heard a peep out of his mouth? I haven't heard. And and, and I'm not talking about the off-field stuff. I'm talking about anything relating to the Texans or any of the – I haven't heard a word. And you know well, why? I mean, if I'm Deshaun Watson and somebody says, hey, go sit on a couch for $10 million no, a year. That's, that's exactly <laughs> I mean, my, that's exactly that's my point. That's a bad gig. And that is, that's exactly the point I was going to make. You're being paid to just sit down and say nothing. That's the easiest job in the world. I'd ben be Simmons happy with $10 million dollars to sit on my couch. John, you give me $10 an hour to sit around. <laughs> John, give me a tenth of a cent to sit around and do nothing and I'll do it. You know why? Because I'm being paid to do literally nothing. That's the best job in the world. Exactly. (laughs) Just to exist. That's exactly what it is. To do whatever it is that I enjoy and just hang out and be paid for it. How could you not? And that's why I find fault with Ben Simmons. How do you how do you go out there and and be so stupid? I mean, I hate to say it like that, but but how do you do that? Just sit out, sit down and say nothing. Listen, it's simple. You want to be traded. You have every right to say that. I have no issue with that. Absolutely. No, I agree no. with that. You, you go to the GM. You keep it as quiet as possible. And listen, I'm not happy with the way that Doc treated me. I'm not happy with the way the media treated me after the playoffs. I've gone on the offseason. I worked on what I had to do. I'm going to come out and play hard. But you've got to trade me. I'm going to keep it quiet because it hurts my, hurts my value if people know I want out. It hurts everybody. Exactly. So if my values hurt, you're less likely to trade me. But I'm going to go out and play hard for you, but get me out of here. You know but what? is he mature enough to go and say that? It's I don't believe it. Not. 
does he have an agent? Does he have an agent? I'm sure he does. I, agent, I, I don't give Ben Simmons any benefit of the doubt at this point because I don't think he does anything. Sit him down and tell him, young man, you need to grow up. Yep. You are costing yourself millions of dollars. And look at Le'Veon Bell, man. Yeah, it's really. just a shame because, you know, the guy is a, a lockdown defender. You can learn <laughs> how to shoot. It's not that hard. You know, you go out and you take hundreds of shots a day. You're out there playing basketball every day. Put in the work. You can learn how to shoot. He but, just but, cost himself millions of dollars. It's not even that. I mean, I know he took a small, small amount of shots in the playoffs, and he missed, like, only a few. It said he's afraid to shoot. It's not even that he's missing shots and he's like right, 10 right. for 25. He's not even – he's afraid to shoot the basketball. And You're a shooter that's afraid to shoot. That's like well, Stoop kid's afraid to leave his stoop in he's Hey Arnold. Shooter, like, come on. He's not a shooter. But what he needs to do – I like that reference. That was Thank good. You. Thank I you. appreciate what, that. What's the, what's the Hey Arnold? But anyway. Oh, he's uh, – oh, man. Oh, just, so getting back I, I to – What's that, TikTok? Getting back to Ben. <laughs> Listen, there's, there are people out there that, that are, you know, shot coaches, and you can hire one and work all offseason and perfect your game. Do you think Tom Brady is not in the offseason out there practicing, doing everything he needs to do to be where he is? Do you think he's won seven Super Bowls? And I, I can't stand Tom Brady. I think he spends think a million dollars on his body a year. I think he's one of the athletes that – I know LeBron does, he does – Bunch of other athletes spend like a million. He spends like a million a year, I believe, on his body. So, I mean, that's dedication, right? And I'm not saying you need to even do that, but no, you but need to, but it shows you, how dedicated he I agree. is. It, but, but you got to take care of yourself, and the, I, I I agree with that. That's most important thing you can do. So I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I don't know where this situation goes. I don't know how you're the Sixers and you welcome him back after a game suspension. No. You sit him. This is this is just ugly. I, I feel like him. these are questions we need to have Adam answer because Adam, he loves the Sixers and he's on our network. And uh, I feel like he would just be tearing Ben Simmons up right now. If uh, oh, I'm sure he would. <laughs> I mean, we, we've spoken about it in the past, and you know, it's just not a good situation. Yeah, that's that's but, an understatement. But yes, but I, I really think you fire Doc. I mean. And I'm not a, I don't like the idea of just firing coaches, but I, I think he's got to go after this because I thought after the playoffs, he should have got rid of him too. Yeah. I mean, after those comments, I was surprised he was still there after what he did, the way he handled things that said a lot to me is, you know, who he was as a person, not just a coach as a person that he would out somebody like that, the way he did, that says a lot to me. I mean, all right. I had a problem with somebody. It's fine. We all got problems with each other. Don't out it, you know. Don't don't air your laundry to the public. That's not right. That's never the right answer ever, no matter what. So we have about ten more minutes to go in our TV segment before we just hang on with everybody that's watching. I gotta ask this question. Yep. The guy we talk about more than anybody in sports is he on drugs? Which Aaron one? Rodgers. Very good. What was his <laughs> that? Was just a wild guess. Uh, that was great what he said to Bears fans. I love that. Cannot, I loved it. You cannot say that. Yes, you can. You that can, that, you that can, I love let me, that. Let me react it for you that. real quick. Hold on. For anybody that has no idea what we're talking about, what are those weeks? 
six, right? Week six. Yeah, week six. Week six. I love. We it. got Packers, Bears. We got the discount double check. I own you, and I love that. And he said, because "I you know always own you, and I always will." And you know what? He's entitled to say that. And there's only he's one entitled reason to say that. He uh, owns the Bears. Tom Brady isn't entitled to say it to anybody in the AFC East. Uh, Tom Brady I would believe never say that, that because Tom he Brady, owns them. He's right. Tom Brady he crushed would never do them. That. Hold on, but he crushed them for years. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers has earned the right to say that to any of the no. teams in his division as well. No. Because you know no, what? No, he no. owns no, them. No. He's right. He crushes I, them. I love it because love it. because not only that. not it's only to Jake's you. point with Tom Brady that uh, that Tom Brady doesn't even come up in this scenario. This is Bears Packers, the oldest rivalry in the oh. NFL's history, oh, and the years. Packers quarterback says this to Bears fans in Chicago. I, oh, love, I, I love that. This is football. This is when this is when Akeem Talib supposed to be. This is when Akeem Talib took the chain from Michael Crabtree, took his soul from him. That's football. I love that when Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson beat the heck out of each other and they got into it and when Jalen Ramsey and AJ Green fought and you got AJ Green to start fighting and he's That's a guy that never does it. I love that about football because you get the emotion out of these guys instead of I no, had a home run. Let me walk let around me, the bases. Let's flip. hear what JB has to say. Why can't he do that? What is you could say, so you wrong could say about a lot of of order. You could say a lot of things. Okay. Why? A lot of bad connotations with owning you. Uh, I'm not, I don't know. I think Listen, you are probably one of the only people here is you're out of order. that has, has, has really thought about it that way. Because Listen. nobody, as far as I've heard in the media, it, it, friends, family, anybody I know. I haven't heard or seen anybody reading into it that way, except Even for Jacob you. Loved You're it. the first person. Even Jacob, that, Jacob is a Bears fan, and he loves it. Yep. Listen, first of all, a I, I have this thing: act like you've done it already. So if you if you own somebody, just keep owning them. Keep your mouth shut and keep doing it. I'll have more respect for you. You don't need to talk. Well, did you know why he isn't this like the Broncos Ravens where if you don't like it, stop it. Did you hear what happened? Let me say, do you know why he said what he said? Like, do you understand? Did you hear the story behind what happened? I'm Uh, not sure if somebody somebody flipped them off. Somebody, oh, the lady gave him two middle fingers, right? The Eli Manning special. I was gonna say the double bird, (laughs) the Eli Manning special, exactly. And and this grown man football player, this big, tough football player. Kind of respond to a woman that way. I would. Yeah, I would. I absolutely would. I want you know that out of my sports players. He's, They're not robots. He's in that moment where he's so excited to score a touchdown because he didn't throw for it. He ran for it, which is impressive. And it was an important touchdown oh, too. Absolutely. Exactly. Time wow. of game. Why wow, you guys? You guys are killing me. Everything this, with the, with the, Jake, the combination Jake, of things. I understand you have this Aaron Rodgers complex, so <laughs> I'll give it to you. You really love it. Because it has nothing to do with that. I love this about athletes because why not show emotion? Why should you hit a home run and just walk around the bases? Here's what I find find funny from you. Because you agreed with me. And John, I know you did too, but obviously you're on my side. So that's why I'm excluding you from this. Jamie, you agreed. When we talked about the taunting rule, we said, oh, this is so ridiculous. This is unfair. Players are supposed to not I show emotion like now. What is this about? And now we see a player, one of the best in the league at his position, and one of the best well, just fair, in general, right? Well, 
It doesn't matter who it's directed towards. Because you know what? He can't do it towards the other players. He can't go up to the Bears players and say, I own you. <laughs> that he would be great. Do that. He I'm can't do that. that. I so encourage I wanted, that. I would love him to do that. That would be hilarious. I want him to but go what to he can't, huh? what he, Smith and Khalil Mack and say, I own you. I want he's him not to do he does it with his play. But he can't do that. So the next, Why can't he? He that's can. The, JB, he'll get penalized. That's why. It's taunting. You got to follow it's, the rules. It's, it's against the rule. Doing yeah, it to the JB. fans is, is there's nothing in the rules <laughs> that I've ever read or heard or seen, uh, as far as I know, that uh, states you can't yell at the fans. I don't see what's wrong with it. It's right there. It's not it's like he. You can't, say, you can't tell. Listen. All right. If if someone came into Yankee Stadium, right? The Red Sox, they were 9-0 and against us to start the season, I believe, correct? Okay. If Rafael Devers hit a home run, yep. right? Yep. And as he's rounded third, you know, the fan behind the Red Sox dugout flips him the double bird. And he said, I own you to them. I'd hate it as a Yankees fan. I'd respect you, you it. You think that's me. okay? Yeah. Well, did you see what happened with the Red Sox and uh, Astros also, the other night? Hold on. Also, to be fair, baseball is not nearly as emotional of a sport as football is. Just keep that in uh, mind. I mean, they, you they're know what more I mean. petty you know what I mean. with their you know, emotions. But you know what I mean, John. They you hold exactly grudges what I mean. in baseball. Right. Uh, you know what I mean. They're not outwardly emotional like they are in football. <laughs> There's not that level of aggression we see in football that there is. You know that. You know <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it, but I mean, did you see what, the, what happened with the Red Sox and uh, Astros the other day? I mean, Carlos Correa, when he hit the home run, he does his little like yes. glove strap thing. Well, Eduardo Rodriguez for the Red Sox, mim- like copied him, kind of mocked him. And he said after the game, he said, I like they asked Correa and he said, I love it. He said, this is part of the game. I exactly. love that he mocked me. He said, it's all part of the game. I encourage it. He wasn't upset. He didn't throw a tantrum and say, yeah, I want that. You know, I want their players thrown at or something dumb. He's like, I love it. So, no, and, and, but you see that that's fine. That, that's not why big, I, just, I didn't like the comment. I don't like, I own you. I just don't like that comment. What would you like him to have said? Come beat me. Anything. Why would he's, I, he's, hold on. What? Uh, time out. He's Aaron Rodgers. Like, th- what rational person <laughs> says in the middle of a game, come beat me. Like that that's JB's, so that JB, that's JB's trash talk. <laughs> just, that doesn't sound, that's not intimidating. Because I'm not trash talking fans. They don't impact the game. It's not about just, it's it, when he did it, I don't think it was about the fans. It was the emotion of he's beaten up on the Bears again. Wow. And it was at a fan. Wow. You're right. It was at a fan, but it was the combination of things, you know, the things going on. I don't think it was just this fan. It was yeah. if he if he just thrown okay. a pick. And, this isn't on, like if he just hold on. If he just thrown a pick, right? And this fan is slipping off. Do you think he's gonna scream, I own you? No. It's because <laughs> he ran like... in for a touchdown. He just, you know, helped his team win this game. I, you know what? I respect him it's more all these things with the combination. It's of not him. like he has a bear rug. He had a bear rug hiding on the sideline, pulls it out, scores a touchdown, be... starts rubbing his feet on the bear. That. You know, <laughs> just to mock that. the bears. No, he did that. Although I, I think not... he should do that. I, I'm that. not a fan of not a fan of the comment. I think he could have handled it better. That's all I'm going to say. You are one of the only people that seems to really care, which is what I think is so funny. Listen, and I like trash talk. I just don't like that particular comment. I'm not a fan of it. 
whatever. I, personally, I loved it. I love the emotion. It is everything you want as a fan and more. Because you know what? He's earned the right having crushed the Bears for so many years consecutively. He doesn't want to play for his own team. Well, he clearly know? does. He's out there having fun telling He's the Bears, not ben I own you. He's not. He came back. He's not Ben Simmons. He yeah, said, he "Okay." For, for but months. he made he wow, made well, up. He did what he Jake rec- recommended by putting on a facade, so that way they c- he could come back, so he could exactly. play one season, and then he's done. And that's put fine. on the facade, he and put so on that, his, he put on his big happened. boy pants. Yep. He said, "Look, I'm going to be professional, which is what we talked about, and it's exactly what I want. Just be a professional. That's it. That's all I ask." And he did. And as being a professional. He has every single right to tell the Bears, I own you. He has yep. he's earned that right. It's not he's some rookie quarterback. He just won MVP last year. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's actually a multiple time MVP uh, award winning quarterback. He's a he's, loser. He's got all the He's a loser. He's like Dak in the NFC East. He's a loser. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I mean, I, I, I'm not upset. I'm just Oh, he owns your division now. So Brady, oh, no. you can't say that only because <laughs> Dak hasn't played long enough to own the division yet. <laughs> Plus, they didn't even win last year. Now, I admit he wasn't playing. I understand that. I'm not just saying, but to own a division like that, you got to—I would say at least seven or eight years consistently, like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And I admit Dak will own the division probably, but he doesn't yet. Not yet. So, all right. Um. All right. Thanks. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. One. Uh, that's about all. That's about all I have for tonight's show on DBNA Television, which yes. is the most important network you're going to find Agreed. on television. All right. all right, JB. What do you got? Because now we can just keep going. DBNA Television. Any viewers there won't see anything of this, so we can just continue. We are good, gentlemen. What else do we got? So. Kyrie Irving. Let's get back to that. Because now we can can talk whatever we want. We're done with DBNA television. If you're not watching us, 4 a.m. at the moment. Watch us every day. At the moment, we're 4 a.m. every morning. It's 4 a.m. Eastern, so that's 1 a.m. Pacific time, I believe. Correct. If you just turn (laughs) on DBNA television at 1 a.m., no matter where you are, (laughs) And watch it until you see us. We're falling up. If you're you're on the East Coast, we're not on at 1 a.m. We're on at 4 a.m. Yeah. So I know that because I woke up the other day and watched <laughs> it at four in the morning. Because I remember looking at the clock and go, oh, it's four in the morning, but I have so, to watch. So two two questions. First of all, when you have your cup of coffee at four a.m. or one a.m. if you're on the West, what what type of coffee is your go-to coffee? Do you have a Nothing. preference? Nothing. I'm not having coffee. What? I don't. I don't no do coffee. coffee. No what? coffee. I don't need it. I just honestly, for me, my coffee is a hot shower. That that does it for me. I, uh, not, yeah, right. Talk about the emotionless. Wow, you're the JB of coffee. Man, hey, you got no like, emotion in your coffee. I like game. coffee, but I don't drink it in the morning. I don't need that. It just doesn't. I don't need it. it. I just like that fresh. Yeah, and I that understand that. I hot got that. Start to the day in my hand. Just smell the aroma. I like and, that. I, and I there's nothing it. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not for me. Uh, you drove right. JB away. <laughs> He's probably going to get a He's cup of coffee. He's <laughs> upset. <laughs> no, look, I, I, I have friends here that drink coffee, and I, 
Again, nothing. Okay, what is your start to the day then? This is like LeBron and his start to the day. Well, food wise, what do you? What's your go to? You're gonna laugh. You're gonna kill me here. I don't eat oatmeal. What? I don't. Okay, I have most important meal. I have a legitimate reason for it though. Hear me out. No, hear me out. So when I eat breakfast, I'm never hungry for lunch because I'm usually too. Because I'm usually full from breakfast still. What? Yes. What is this logic? <laughs> well, if you let me finish, you'll understand. I'm... So if I'm if I'm not hungry for lunch, then I find myself snacking during the day and eating a late lunch, or excuse me, a late dinner, which is not very healthy. Oh, so, so me... you skip breakfast, yeah, go to lunch, then you eat a late dinner, or you eat breakfast, skip lunch, and eat a late dinner. I don't oh. eat a late dinner. I eat a normal time <sighs> dinner around 6 or 7 o'clock. If I'm not having breakfast, this is rough. Wait, wait I gotta ask this. this what time is, he's what back. Time is dinner time? What, what time me, is dinner time? Generally between six and seven. What? Generally, uh, that's even, late. That's early. Whoa! Oh, oh well, we. I thought early bird special for you, like four <laughs> no, o'clock. No. No, no, <laughs> apparently, you're the early bird here. <laughs> I like about uh, five. I, I like dinner between seven five and nine. O'clock. To be honest. Seven and nine. John, Nine o'clock at night. John, well, John, five o'clock. Perfect. People are barely getting off of work. What is? You are the problem here. I, and when you, I sir, come out home, of order. when I come home, I like to make sure that I start eating right away. Have the dinner ready, Why? or I'll make it right away, and then as soon as it's done, That's, boom, right in the mouth. We need to put a poll on our Twitter. What time is dinner time? Gosh. That's what we need. Well, Jake said he out. doesn't eat breakfast. First of all, he I, said if he eats breakfast, he doesn't eat lunch, and that's a fact. I don't get that. I'm I, when I eat breakfast, so I would eat. The problem is by the time I wake up, because I don't wake up at seven and eight o'clock, I'm waking up. I admit, like nine, ten o'clock. By the eat time I actually would make breakfast and eat it, I would not be hungry for lunch at around twelve, twelve thirty, or one o'clock. Within that range, I'm not going to be hungry for lunch then, and then I'm going to end up snacking at like three or four and pushing my lunch or my dinner back. Until eight or nine o'clock, and I you're just missing wanna... opportunities at fantastic. There's fantastic foods for lunch or and or breakfast, whichever one you're skipping. And you're really missing foods. out on well, fantastic I, I opportunities, say, on. and you there, skip coffee. Bre- what on, is this I, madness? I, hold on, did I say I don't eat breakfast <laughs> foods or I don't right. eat breakfast? This is what you need to do. I said I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> I still eat breakfast foods. You got to space out your meals. Have breakfast between seven and eight. Lunch around one to two, and then dinner around seven to nine. You'll be you'll have no problem. And make the snacks light. Don't go heavy on the snacks, otherwise you want to skip. Very little snacks. Yeah, so you got to go light. Maybe a granola bar or you know a handful of chips. You know something lighter, a yogurt, I'm just to hold you over as we speak. So what what time should our dinner? Should we say what five six or? Five o'clock is ideal. Uh, uh, start right, start right. at four. Start at five four. <laughs> early bird special. Early bird special. Four to six. <laughs> no, uh, at, uh, average dinner time six to seven. Late dinner seven or seven or after. There you go. All right, JB. What is your go-to like cup of coffee? Like, what do you like? Folgers. What is your preference? Oh, Ca- like a K type- cup, Keurig cup. No, there's only one type of coffee: chocolate. Up. Everything else doesn't compare. Oh. What? And I'm the problem here? What? I'm the problem. Have you ever had like the Keurig Cup Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, 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 it's amazing. That's horrible, John. Dunkin' Dunkin', Donuts is the worst coffee. uh, McDonald's is is the worst. 
McDonald's is dog water. American, American does not run a Dunkin'. All right. Hold on. Poll is up for the next 24 hours on our Twitter. So if you're not looking at, you know, if you're not seeing us on Twitter, uh, or excuse me, if you are not following our Twitter, <laughs> check us out, Sideline Sport One, and go vote because uh, this is a pretty obvious answer that really only one of them is wrong. The 5 p.m. early bird is wrong. Um, 6 to 7 p.m. for normal time, that's fine. 7 to 8, the late time, also acceptable. If you choose 5 p.m., I'm going to seriously question your life decisions because you are like John, who likes his steaks well done, among many other things, which just, you, you don't want to be like John. I mean, no offense. John's a great guy. John, you're a great dude. You know that. But you don't want to be like John. I mean, it's pretty simple. Make sure everybody out there respond. Late dinner. That's where it's at. And, and I'm okay with it. Look, and to people, circle back, baby, 4 a.m. Here's the way I see it. With a cup of coffee JB, and here's how sport. I see it. If people choose either of our options, I'm cool with it. Because I admit, I have my days where I don't eat until 7 or 8. I admit it. And, and so there's times where I admit I have my late dinners like you. So that's that's normal to I, me. I, that's prefer, I prefer late dinner. And that's steak. But I don't see anything wrong with that. 5 p.m. is too early. That is old people What if stuff. you work all day, you work a, a 10-hour day, and you're hungry, you get off at 5 o'clock, and you want to make dinner right away and eat right away? Is that too much to ask? If you get off at 5 o'clock, realistically, you won't be home till 5.15, 5.30, probably. But as soon as and you then, make it. Hold on. But then, once you cook, let's say, about a half hour to cook. But I'm ready right, for dinner as soon as I get off. Hold on. But... You're cooking at about 5.30 approximately. Let's say it takes a half hour. And what time do you get, John? Six o'clock. So even with your logic, my time works. JB's is just a personal preference, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I'm not opposed to his. It's not for me, but I can understand it. Yours? Ridiculous. (laughs) Ridiculous. I like to get the dinner out of the way so the rest of the night is free. So you don't got to sandwich that in between your most important activities that you got going on in prime John, time. What, John, even, what is so important that you're doing between 6 and 7 p.m.? I always have plenty of what things are you going on in my life. I'm, I'm a busy guy, and I don't like dinner to get in the way, so I like to get it out of the way, enjoy it, and move on. And right into prime time, which is about 6 to 7, that's when prime time starts for your evening, for the rest of your night. Prime time. Yeah, your evening. There's a prime time. Once you get to eight, the the night well, is okay, starting what time, to. What time do you fall asleep? Ah, uh, probably about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. But the so evening six is or starting. Seven o'clock is your prime time. That's when it starts, the prime time starts in your evening. Wow. Your activities, the the good part of your evening, whatever like what, you have John? planned, like what? whatever you have planned for that night, because everybody's different. And then once you get to about so John, eight or nine o'clock, out to dinner, you're going out at five o'clock. Uh, I don't mind. You beat the traffic. You beat all the other people that are trying no, to get dinner. you don't beat the traffic. The traffic is at 5 o'clock. When but think about out. it. Think about it. If you get to a restaurant at 7, everybody's there. If you get to it at 5, not as many people are there. John, you get your food fast. If you get to a restaurant at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday, it's going to be pretty empty. It's, it, restaurants are always packed. That's no matter which true. one you go to. That's not true. Wow. Just saying, I have a method to my madness, just like yes. fantasy football, where I'm five and one. You're, you're you got madness, all right. 
We're going to get to this fantasy football in a second. But anyway, <laughs> let's get back. What's, so bedtimes are up. Midnight, what about you, Jake? What's up? What time's bedtime? It depends, but realistically, 12.30, 1 o'clock. I mean, granted, I'm, I'm younger than you two, so – Oh, and this I is not like a dig. You. No, it's not a dig. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, you know, I, I have more energy to turn off. And Listen, I'm just up. I mean, I find myself watching TV doing nothing. Yeah, I love being up in the middle of the night. I hate being up in the morning. So, yeah. you know, I could be up till 2, 3 in the morning like nothing. I'll be yeah. just laying there, flipping through ESPN. If it's a late night game. You know, it, it's the best time to be awake. Nobody's up to ball the uh, it's, it's your time. <laughs> exactly. See, JP gets it. That is well, I didn't say time. don't stay up late. I'm a night owl, but at the same John, time, you're not a night owl. The time you go to sleep, that's uh, uh 12, 12 30. It's yeah. fine. You're just changing your story already. I see it yeah. started at 11 30, 12. Now it's 12, 12 30. Next thing I you know, it's gonna change it to 12 30, 1 o'clock. I fluctuate. I don't have a consistent time. I just kind of roam around a certain area. Yeah, yeah. So now let's let's talk about things that people disagree about. <laughs> Last night's game, the Bills. Three-yard oh, line. I love a good Bills loss. I mean, I, I don't hate the idea of going for it. You know? I do. Take the points. Agreed. I agree with you on that, but I don't hate the idea of going for it because you want to win, but you've got to execute. If you're going to go for it, you can't fail. That's one of the few things that you can fail at many things in life. If you're going under 30 seconds to go in a game on a fourth down, you better execute because that cost them the number one seed of the playoffs. Yep. Yep. I, I will say that right now. Well, they're that not was... even the number two seed right now. Tennessee has that. Because Tennessee pretty... has a tiebreaker. It's pretty simple. When I was watching that game, my immediate thought was kick the field goal, force overtime. You're the better team. And if you know you're the better team, you know you'll prevail at the end of overtime. Simple as that. You got to have faith in your team that they can perform and they can outperform. The fact that that, I agree, but the fact that you went for it on that third, uh, fourth down actually screams to me you don't trust your team to finish this. Yep. That's what that says to me. And that is not what you want. And I know that may not have been Sean McDermott's thinking. I understand he may have been thinking, let's just end this now. But I mean, they're the, overconfident. Here's the other thing. I was, I was thinking about. It. I was thinking about it earlier today. Let's say they get the first down, right? How many timeouts do they have? One. Do you recall they had one. one? They had one timeout left. So but plenty of time. Twenty-two have, seconds. Yeah, one time. That's not the point. Yeah. So they get the first down. They spike the ball. Let's say it's I don't know, sixteen seconds, eight, yeah. seventeen yeah, seconds, sixteen 18, seconds, yeah, sixteen to eighteen, yeah, right. You take a couple shots at the end zone. If you don't make it, you're still ending up going for a I field goal, most likely. So what's the point? I mean, you at that point, you you have to pass the ball because you only have one timeout. So you can't risk the uh, the, the running the ball because you if you you if can you run it on it, third if you don't get on first and second because you have that. But timeout. even then, can you? Because yeah, because you have the, the timeout. Yeah, but depending on the time of the – yeah, but – Because you're going to throw two incompletions. That doesn't yeah, take long yeah. All right, on fair. the one-yard line. But you get the point I'm making. Yeah, that, I get you. With that time left, even if, let's say, you're taking four seconds of play. Let's, that sounds right. Four yeah. four seconds of play. Yeah, at that, at that so point, yeah. You're down to eight seconds. So you're going to run the ball with eight seconds left to potentially win the game. You wasted all your time. You got your defense – you got your offense a little more tired, basically, all to possibly just still kick the – 
Just really take the points. It's, and it's, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the, the Bills couldn't have scored a touchdown, but I'm saying that's a very likely scenario at that point. It was horrible. What did you it, really I, accomplish? What were you and I, what were you I thinking was gonna happen? I, I, I had no problem with going for it, but you gotta execute. I, I had a problem with it. I think I, I, I have a problem you with take it the points and you trust, you, you know, you think you have a good defense. So what's one more stop? Or if, what if you get the ball first in, in overtime and you go down and score a touchdown and you win? Like, exactly. like who's to say that I know you didn't trust your defense in overtime and Sarah Henry. Who's to say the Titans would have ever gotten the ball? What if you yeah. got the flip and you went down, and scored a touchdown and that was it. Like, well, you, you don't How know. Derek Henry? Hold on. How By the way, I want to take one second to go back to this because uh, so it, it's been not even 10 minutes with the poll out. Um, we've gotten 12 votes so far, so it's good numbers. <laughs> it's a decent enough sample size. 58% of the votes say 6 to 7 p.m. 42% of the votes says 7 to 8 p.m. <laughs> and uh, if you can't do math, that's 100% of the votes, meaning 0% so far have said the 5 p.m. early bird. So, John. That's 12 people that are out of order. Uh, John, it, you're getting outnumbered, buddy. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying that's a lot of people that need to go and take a two-minute penalty and, and sit in the penalty box. I don't know if the penalty box can hold 12 people at a time. Maybe just put them all in the locker room. John, that's what's got to happen. I think at this point it's reflecting on you. Just, just to – it's just like it's I, I just like a cop arresting twelve people at once. If he's got to do it, he's got to do it. Or a principal <laughs> putting twelve people in detention all at once. If he's got to do it. He's got to do it. They're all wrong, and I'm right. So twelve people are wrong, and I'm wow. right. Listen, when that it comes down to it, one of the silliest things I've ever heard. When it comes down to it, <laughs> I don't know. I, I go anyway, for it there all day. I, I didn't. I didn't mean to derail our conversation. I just uh, felt I'm, the need to mention that because it was funny. I have really had no problem with them going for it, but their offensive line is not a smash mouth offensive line. No. They don't have a run that, game. No, the Tennessee defense. That's was the issue they had well. last year, and they still didn't fix it. I know it's not. You don't really want to throw the ball there. So I mean, I guess if it was the other way around, it was Tennessee down at that point of field goal with that fourth and one. I see Tennessee going for it. And but Derek Henry, absolutely. Well, why not run like a bootleg with Allen? You know yeah. what I mean. I mean, he's a big yeah. guy. He could get one yard on a yeah, bootleg. I just, I just didn't like the play call. No, like, not has, at all. He's just not play action. Fell. I mean, that's what they're he good at. He didn't look at the line and see where the space was because there were spaces to get the yard. Yep. Yeah. He just went to the his, wrong spot. That's his what his feet also gave out. If you watch that yeah. play again, his feet came out right from under him. He just – he lost yeah. his footing almost immediately. And I love I'm not it. Saying, I'm not saying he would have gotten the first down regardless because of the penetration no. – that Tennessee got, but it didn't help that his feet just came right out. I mean, basically gave him zero chance of scoring that. I have to ask uh, John Mozick's question from earlier. I didn't even think about this until now. Every time there's a London game, the two teams that play in London get a bye the next week. It's Usually. always been how it has been. Usually. Why don't the Why don't the Dolphins have a bye? It's they played in London. It's no, it's it's like. Every, every time I've ever seen a London game, the next two teams, because you travel all the way to London, you come back, they give you the bye at a courtesy. After that, they don't, the Dolphins don't have a bye. And, I mean, Mazik makes a good point. Like, why is that? The Jags have a bye, I believe. So why don't yeah, the a, Dolphins? 
it's not every time. I've seen other teams come back and not have to buy. Usually. You should. Usually when that happens, I think that they'll consult the team with that before they make the schedule with the buy like that. That would be the only time I think that they don't do it, but I could be wrong. I mean, I'd I know you, it's a 17 game season now and you don't want an earlier buy. I get that, but coming off of London, I mean, that's a different time zone. There's a reason players like the buy off of something like that, because it's, it's a big change in your how, schedule. How did that game happen? <laughs> I have uh, no idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm still trying to it? figure Define, define your question, if you could. How did the Dolphins blow it? Wow. How did the um, Dolphins get shown up by a guy who's out partying with, you know, 13-year-olds? I, I take that back. She was she was like she was over 18. I don't want to say anything <laughs> illegal. Uh, a coach that's too busy out partying with 18-year-olds rather than, you know, flying back to Jacksonville with his team. Meanwhile, they're in London against a team that, the coach turned around the culture that they lose to the Jaguars like that. I, I, I'll, I'll been, simplify it real quick. Uh, defense played like garbage. Well, some, I think I've been saying it all day. I think something's going on internally more than just, you know, the, they're not executing. The players aren't playing well. Something's going on behind the scenes. When you see a team that has a lot of talent, like the Dolphins do, and they won 10 games last year. You don't just go from 10 wins to all the way back down to the bottom of the barrel. You just don't, unless something's wrong, unless you have like devastating injuries, which the Dolphins did have their quarterback hurt. It's tough to win, win, but that's no excuse. They don't look like the same team. And whenever no. I see, whenever I see that in, in the NFL, I have to question, no matter what team it is, I question whether there's something more to them just not executing. That's how I've always been when I look at a team, a shift. You know what I mean? Like, they're not responding to the coach. That's what it looks like. They're not responding to whatever it is Brian Flores is saying or coaching, you know, at them. Whatever he's doing, whatever they're being fed in the organization, it looks like the guys aren't responding like they did last year. And to me, that's a red flag. I don't know what's going on. I don't have inside information in that regard, but no, it, it looks it like there's more to it than meets the eye. It definitely does. It, it's just, it's a bad look to lose it. To lose to a team that's lost 20 in a row. People need to it's, lose it's their jobs. People it, need to lose their jobs. At a game, at a game in a stadium where they get the worst games in the NFL every year, yep. you know, and, you don't show up. That's really a bad look on the, the organization and the coaching. And I don't know where you come from that, where you come back from that. And, you know, you know to get one of the wild card spots, because you're not catching It's the not ball. happening. It's over for the, the yeah. Dolphins season's over. And it's it early is. in the year to say that. They're not the Giants. Where no, you're, you're one in five. The, the losses to the Bills, excusable. Colts, that one's a hard loss, but it's excusable. The Raiders were playing well when they lost to the Raiders in a tough game, and they lost Semi to the Bucks. So, so these are excusable losses. You can justify any one of those, but to lose to the Jags when you get Tua back and Tua played really well, and the line played a lot better yeah. than it has been, even though they're Tua as much as I'd like to. Right, right. So he played well. You're right. So you you can't blame injuries because every team has injuries. Like that's just the way the NFL works. It's next man up. Something's wrong, and somebody's got to be held accountable 
for losing to a team that won one game last year, a team that hasn't won since the opener of last season. There's no excuse for that for a team that had playoff and maybe division winning aspirations at the beginning of the season. There's no excuse. No, yeah, yeah, aspirations is what I mean. You you had hopes in that regard. And you look like this. Somebody's got to lose their job over this because it's inexcusable. And and just to touch on that point, I was reading a tweet from uh from one of the my from one of the writers who has been a Dolphins writer for a long time. He's no longer a Dolphins writer. He said there are guys in the organization, scouts and people in the front office that have been in the organization for 20 to 25 years that have been failing at their jobs for 20 to 25 years in the organization and they still have their jobs. He didn't name names, but he said there's people that are important people working in the organization that have their jobs still after 20 to 25 years and they've been doing a bad job. That says something. Loyalty is important, but not at what it costs your team. And, you know, and I trust I, I trust a writer that has been around the organization for a long time. Of course. Now, I don't know, crazier story in college football. Ed Ogeron or Nick <laughs> Rolovec? Nick, this, this Orgeron story is wild. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, pulling up to the gas station, you know, recently divorced over the last year. Not knowing it's your boss's wife who's pregnant and hitting on her and saying it doesn't matter. If that's true, all I'm going to say is, wow. <laughs> you know. And then you got, on the other hand, you know, Nick Rolovec, who doesn't want to get uh, the vaccination and gets fired. Which is crazy in itself, you know. But everybody has their own reasons for not wanting yep. to be vaccinated. Yep. You know, John, you're one of them, and I have no issues with it. Yep, your everybody choice. has their opinion, so I respect you that. Know, <clears throat> I, I can't say I agree with you, but. You, you do you, you know, we'll, we'll disagree. And vice versa, right, right. You know, but to, to give up the money and his job not to do it, you know, I wonder right now, thinking about it, which story is crazier? You know, you got Ogeron, who's <laughs> just a moron, because... Well, everybody's you know, talking about this Ogeron story like that's the reason. I mean, he's had two good, really two good seasons at LSU, and that's an Oregon, that's a... Yeah a place that expects winning and they've had about two good years in what six or seven years. He's had, he's really champion- not- and the he- only reason he won that national championship is because he had Joe Burrow. He had oh, Justin good. Jefferson. Jamar he had Chase. Jamar chase. Like, of course you're going to, yeah. Clyde Edwards, Alaire. of course you're going to win a national championship with that roster. Yeah. Like anybody, yeah. one of us could coach that team to a national you championship. That, like that squad together. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So that was the only year where he had like one of the best teams you're ever going to see in college football. That was the only year where he had an elite team. He had and a 10 wins falling back down to earth. He had a 10 win season other than that. Another and besides those two years, he's been okay. And it's LSU like, expects winning. It's not like Nick Saban. And he's you know just he's the easy example. Well, Nick, Nick doesn't Saban matter who out. you put out there, he wins. And I'm not saying every coach has to do that, but what I am saying is when you look at his tenure, he won one time, and the reason he did was not because of his coaching necessarily, it's because of who he was given. Nick yeah. Saban, and again, I know Nick Saban is the you know the extreme, if you will, of being arguably the greatest uh, college coach of all time, right? 
but he, he's he is a good example. He's easy to use that he's proved that he is a great coach. Why? Because he wins with everybody. Yes, he's got some great talent over the years. Of course he has. I mean, you can't win championships without great talent. That's, you know, that would be nuts. But why do you think so many great players come out of Alabama? It's pretty simple. Nick Saban's a great coach. People want to come play for him, and he does a great job, and he wins. Nick Saban owns college football. He goes around telling all the I owe them. I owe them. He sure does. And he is allowed to say that. No, he's not. He is apt. If Nick Saban said to college football, (laughs) he said, I own college football. Mic drop. I would just applaud that man because the audacity to say something like that, you just got to have respect. I mean, I I bet he eats dinner between five and six. That's when champions. That's when champions eat. (laughs) That's when champions eat dinner. John, he's old. (laughs) What do you expect? It's not That's 4 o'clock. People... 4 o'clock is the early bird special. 5 o'clock no. and up is acceptable. Wow. I object. You're out of order. <laughs> if I ever listen. meet Nick Saban, I'm going to ask him what time he eats dinner. If he That's says be between John's 5 and 6. Question. That's the breakthrough question on John's interview. What time is dinner? I think what we is, need to ask when is the early bird special? Uh, 5 p.m. I think we need that with our guests. We need like a quirky question that we ask everybody. <laughs> I used to do like PlayStation or Xbox when I used to have draft guys on. When when I used to ask, what we used to ask on our show on our Perched at the Yard, uh, we would ask all of our guests uh, lasagna or spaghetti. That was our go-to. And they wouldn't expect it because, you know, it would be a serious interview and then we'd, <laughs> we'd, we'd be talking to like some serious old man reporter and we'd be like, we got one last question, lasagna or spaghetti, and then he'd get mad. That was we fantastic. Cause I, I was, it, you don't expect it John, because you're so answer, serious for 20 oh, minutes. John, the obvious answer to that, by the way, is spaghetti. And if anybody Thank says you. lasagna, I'm sorry. Thank you. Look, lasagna is great. It is. Spaghetti has more versatility. Yes, it does. And it's better. Oh, it tastes no, much better. No, no. You guys, wow. And you lasagna takes Italian. forever to make. Spaghetti is quick. Pasta in general can take a while. Don't. Yeah, but spaghetti is quicker, and I well, don't like John, my I'm lasagna to take an hour. Because I don't think you mean spaghetti. I think you mean pasta. Because spaghetti is a type of noodle as opposed to pasta. Spaghetti. No, 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 no. My spaghetti. Do you you mean spaghetti specifically or do you mean pasta in general? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. My spaghetti noodles. Okay. Fine. If that's what you mean, that's what you mean. I like my pasta. Because there are plenty of people out there that don't realize spaghetti and pasta are two different things. One is a description of all types of pasta. I One know. is a very specific noodle. So I just, love my pasta, I, so I and know. You really can't, and you can't compare spaghetti and lasagna. Yes, lasagna you can. They are one A one B. Stop! 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 Lasagna is a specialty pasta. I think you lasagna can. Would, lasagna would be compared to baked ziti, matagat. You know, gotta gotta do the Italian way to do it. Spaghetti now, owns lasagna. <laughs> no. no, no. Spaghetti no, is no. the Aaron Rodgers of. I like that of it. Wow. Yep. You know. So incorrect. Put up a poll. <laughs> I am Put not up. putting up another poll. <laughs> That's tomorrow's poll. That's tomorrow? Gonna, we'll do that next week. Poll. We'll we're start next week's show with that. Hey, no. look, lasagna's hey, the Bears. Big All right, now this I'm going to disagree with. Whoa, whoa, you're big out of ziti. order, John Mysick. I mean, look, baked ziti's delicious, but lasagna is better. What about no a doubt. stuffed shell? It depends on what kind like of cheese it. you put in it. Depends on what kind of cheese. Well, there's only really one right answer. 
There's only one cheese to put in the stuff. Bro. Everybody puts different. I like my ricotta. That's that's the only thing. That's the only one you're supposed to. No, but I've eaten different. I've eaten different what, before. What, what else has been in the stuff shell? You what? need to. John, you need to know this. Who and what news. do they put? Because breaking news. Now, I'm just saying. Like pe- I've Ooh. eaten. People have made stuffed shells before Ooh. with other stuff Ooh. in Ooh. it. Please tell And on. I just eat what I'm given John, when I go over to guest house. Please tell me it wasn't. No really. guest. When you go over to a, a house as a guest, you don't ask. You just eat what you're given. John, I'm going to tell you something right now. You need to know. Hold on. If I tell you this right now, I'm telling you this as <laughs> your co-host, I'm telling you this as your friend. <laughs> if you go to somebody's house and they serve you stuffed shells and they put anything other than ricotta in your stuffed <laughs> shells, you eat the dinner, you be polite, That's you walk out, and before you leave, before you close the Slap door, in the face. You, say, no, no, you say thank you for a lovely evening. I will never speak to you again <laughs> because you are a disgrace to anybody that knows anything about stuffed shells and then politely close the door and walk away and you need to be a sir you need to be a polite i'm still waiting to hear what was in there gentlemanly person a gentleman doesn't you, tell but, but you need to be honest and tell them you are wrong you are a disgrace for doing so and leave them forever look I'm scared. you know, you know it's an underrated pasta angel hair pasta is really mm. good you know what? I a good angel just, hair. one of my favorites i just started eating that over the last two weeks Oh my God! What have I been missing all my it's, life? It's it's one of the best things it's, I've ever. I love it. It really it's spaghetti, but it's better. And, it's and a that's dick not, thing. That's not it's a, a knock on thing. spaghetti, but I love how it's just to me. It's like the perfect pasta in, ter- like, in terms of a of a longer noodle. It's the perfect one. And it's a really nice. It's a really nice snack too. If you just want to like a I quick bowl, spaghetti. it's not too hearty. Doesn't feel like a dinner. You could just eat a quick bowl as a snack. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Who eats I spaghetti as a as a snack? Well, I, I like spaghetti, my pasta. but angel hair pasta. Oh my god! Oh, it's amazing. So good. So good. Nothing I get like I could eat a whole box by myself. Just sit there and eat a whole box. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree. I love it. And it's it's great. I gotta ask a poached egg in your what? That sounds wrong. That sounds awful. To me, that sounds gross. Is this a New Jersey thing I don't know all about? All right, this is like you can't pump your own watch gas. Yourself. Watch yourself. Jeez. I've never watch heard yourself. of a poached egg. It sounds kind of intriguing. I'm well, guessing never, that John Mizek boils John, his John, hot John, dogs in Time out, time out, time out, time out. You've never heard of a poached egg, period, or a poached egg on that oh, dish? In that dish. Okay. Because you, because I kind of sworn I heard you just say, I've never heard of a poached egg, and I thought no, you it, meant it in pasta. general. And I was it's like, pasta. JB, do you live under a rock? Because <laughs> I'm not expecting you to have eaten them often. Wow. I know they're not the most popular. I understand. But if you've never even heard of it, we're going to have a very serious scary. problem. But we're I, just, we're I think we're John Mizek is a guy that boils his hot dogs. I really do. He seems like a guy that likes boiled hot dogs, and it's wrong. It is a travesty to boil hot dogs. Boil hot dogs. Wrong with that. Uh, it's disgusting. Now, if it is the winter time, you don't have a choice. It is acceptable. If you uh, have you're a choice, hobo, sure. On. If you have the choice to grill it, <laughs> you could stand then outside. I think you need to grill it. But <laughs> if it's the winter, why? Why? I'm not going to go out in the winter and grill a hot dog. Take you five minutes to grill a put hot it dog. In a, put it in a pan. Put your hot dog hot in a pan and gross. fry it up. Ew. What? Or put it in the microwave. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on, I'm going to ask a question about hot dogs. Yes. Do you eat them? And I'm not saying all the time. Do you most eat of, them most in the microwave? No, 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 no. Listen, 
Not, I'm not saying do you do this all the time, but every now and again, do you eat them raw? Oh, gosh, no. Oh, disgusting. Never, never will I ever. No. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> do you guys like salami? No. Yeah. Actually, I don't. Oh, well, then that's why it's one you of the few eat. lunch meats I actually don't that like. defeats the purpose of my point because that's exactly what it is. I'm not you a know big hot slug. dogs can be eaten raw because it is literally the equivalent, almost identically, to that. To hey, salami. I'm, I'm really it. glad John Mizek sent that to JB, the poached egg pasta, and not me. I'm happy so about that because I don't need I that negativity. It, I just sent it to Jake. If Jake could share it so everyone yeah, else wanna, see. I'm pulling it up on the on the phone real quick, but uh yeah, give me give me a sec because I'm afraid to look at this. I'm scared. It doesn't look bad, it's just different. Does it look like athlete's foot? <laughs> <laughs> it's just different. Boom, I mean, tough acting to Nacton. I mean it's I mean, curious looking. I mean, do I want my food to be curious looking? No. No, no that I'll looks put- wrong. Sometimes you have to elevate your game when you go out to eat. Yeah, but that looks like one of the alien creatures like in Alien vs. Predator lopped down on your spaghetti and just have you hung ever out put a bur- <laughs> Have you ever put an egg on a burger? I, yes. I, I don't oh, care. Oh, so good. Mm, that's good I like, I like french fries on my burger sometimes. Oh, or chips. An over-easy egg on your burger. Oh, my God. It elevates mm. Sometimes you got to go Here out of the box. This is what it looks like. So... So, so I'll say this. It looks pretty. It looks pretty. Yes. But I wouldn't eat that with the egg. Absolutely I not. That's I don't know disgusting. if the egg goes with the sauce. And it just Alfredo looks sauce, so out of place. In that's so a many red ways. sauce. I've never seen that's a red, a red sauce. sauce. Yeah, that's not Alfredo. You know, Big difference. But I, I, I think he was group. just – I think the point of that picture was to was show, what, to a show me what an egg, egg looks like. Okay. Yeah, the poached egg on pasta. I mean, it's a disgusting idea. And I think they're serious wrong with them. For having that, because that is that is what I like to call a food crime. That's 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 rude. I mean, you did. It really you is should, rude. It's 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 a disgrace to food. I mean, I mean that's like that's like Toby putting his hand on Pam's lap. Rude. When I when, yes, when uh, Jim is sitting right there. It's just you, you got to have some some set of kahunas to do something like that. Yeah, and we know how Toby is. I don't know. I, I just I think it's an interesting concept. I, I like the egg on my burger, but not so much. I agree. Know. You'd be surprised uh, to know. Actually, I don't. I thought he was Italian my, the, from my, the first year I knew him. My step grandfather, well, my, my my mother's stepfather, which technically means he's my step grandfather, but he's my grandfather's Italian. So I don't have it in my blood, but I have Italian in my family via marriage. So yeah, you're, I'm, your your mannerisms and everything. You know, make me think that you are because, I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. People that are Jewish and/or Italian, they're basically the same thing. We are, there's there's a very there's a very fine line that 100%. splits us in half, and there's like one main difference: the religion. Do you have part. a? Do you have other a short... than that? Other other than that, there's almost no difference. Do you as, have a like half and half? I can tell you because I see both sides. Exactly. One hundred. They're very right. similar. It's it's eerily scary. It's how it's very are. similar. Off What's camera, 
off camera, are you like a guy that has short a short fuse? Like you have that Italian no. style where you like you get no. angry real quick and, no. and you get you use your hands and whatnot. Oh, I use my hands a lot. <laughs> I mean, do you see how I talk? I use my hands all the time. I just didn't know how you are off camera. No, I, I was just curious. How I am on the camera with you guys is pretty much how I am. I admit that. That is, that's the one thing that doesn't change. Okay. But other than that, that's again another main difference. But I mean, anybody that knows Jews and or Italians can tell you, and JB obviously did. Very, very, Eurally. very similar. It's it's really similar. I mean, you know, it's other, creepy. It's creepy. It's been a great show. Yeah. It, they always are. Uh, we had they another really new made, it, made another new friend. There you, go. Yeah. you know, I love I love the guy already. We're very go. interesting. Yeah. You know, learned a lot yeah. about the Colorado sports scene out of Denver. You know, have as if I didn't already team. know a lot from Isaac and Jordan Long <laughs> when I hear about Denver four yeah, or five really. times a day. That's all we hear about all day, right? <laughs> Not in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, really. You sprinkle on the New York every now and again. <laughs> But that's because we own the sports scene, Jake. I mean, yeah. come on. This is true. New York, yeah, we, true. Are, we, we are the are, Aaron Rodgers. CJB, you know? you're getting it. You're getting the he, I own it's you. It's growing on him. It's growing yes, on him. Yes, yes. Okay, well, so I, I feel like a proud parent right now. He, he's wearing he's a Dolphin him. jersey, so he's not used to owning anything. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's more of wow. a dig at him or you I as almost, a Dolphins fan. I almost spit my coffee. I'm that's dead inside. <laughs> Oh, I said before he was going to get coffee. It looks like he went and got coffee when he went off screen. So there you go. Folgers? Uh, no. No. He told us already. Chock full of nuts. nuts. He uh, said, John, it's like coffee. No, I know, but I was hoping that maybe he came to his senses. No, I'll drink any coffee. This is really ridiculous. Chock full of nuts, John I feel Isaac, like, is like the Teddy Bridgewater of, of coffees. Really safe no, play. Is- not a oh, lot no. to it. It's kind of bland. It's a Teddy Bridgewater of coffee. This coming to the guy who drinks Carrot K cups. Oh, you don't like Carrot cups? The guy whose quarterback is Tua Tagovailoa. So. Uh, Tua played really well. I don't, we don't know it. what Tua is. Well, they did it I know what he is. It was a shot. Average. Yeah, he's not average. You can't say that after, what, 11 starts? You can't say that. Yep. I sure can. I did it. So. You want to hear me say it again? He, he didn't even play. Average. Like Eli Manning. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Talk he won two Super Bowls one. because of the defense. Doesn't matter. He was out there. He put in the work enough to win those games along with his defense. He has one two more Super Bowl. One more Super Bowl than, than uh, Trent Dilfer. And he has two more than your Dolphins <laughs> ever will have. Well, we have to. Ooh. We have to. So how's that possible? I'm talking about currently. Two oh, okay. Eight. Yeah, like I'm right never going to see one in my life. I'm going to die exactly. before I see one. Uh, <laughs> I've already come to terms with that. I mean, I, I've had 31 years of of heartbreak. I, I know how so, this works. I, I'm just making sure you understand. No, I know. Okay. I've Going back to Super Bowls, think of Tom Brady. He has seven, yeah. right? How many teams are even close to catching Tom Brady? Not, not players, teams. Steelers. Steelers and the Patriots. And the Patriots really shouldn't count on that list because Tom Brady owns all those championships. <laughs> yeah. see, you see Everybody's- how owning things, <laughs> owning things is pretty obvious how this works. 
I, I, I'm trying to instill this to you, JB. I own that, prime time right after I eat my dinner between five and six. I own oh, prime time because John, I have that, that wide don't open. Say, John, don't say no. that. That just sounds so inappropriate for so many reasons. Look, I, and own, I know you don't mean it like that. Look, prime time is ready to do whatever you want, whatever your activity is, whether it's write articles or you, John, you go out John, to a game or whatever. John, just stop. Because all I think of is Deion Sanders because that is prime time. <laughs> So please, I don't stop think of Dion. Like, I don't so think don't, of Dion. I know you don't. I'm just saying. So wow. stop saying it. Though. Dion is oh, on yeah. another network. Prime time, and I think of him. Dion's on another that's network him. that's not as good as ours, so he doesn't that's count. Fine. I don't count him. We're getting up. We're getting up to 18 votes right now. <laughs> Six to seven is winning. Two to one over seven to eight, and we don't have any early birds in the house. <laughs> so again, early as, bird is at four, not five. John. Five. Nobody's voting for five o'clock regardless. You're missing the point. Nobody is voting for you. Not a one. Nobody. Eighteen Nobody. people at the moment with within, within and minutes. not one of them has voted for you. I mean it's crazy. It's not an anomaly, you know. It's not like hey, look, that's eighteen people that are wrong. Or maybe wow. you're just what wrong. can I say? John, you haven't voted yet, so you'll get one eventually. Well, I mean, I, you know, you never know. I'll I'll vote eventually whenever I get a chance. John's going to vote for one of us. I can feel it. (laughs) He's going to accidentally click on one of ours. (laughs) I mean, they're clearly winning, so. Yeah, I'll have to vote eventually. So, I mean, this has been a great show. I mean, where else would you rather be than DBNA television every day, 4 a.m.? Anything else, guys, before we wrap this up? Listen, we got to get some sleep. We got to be up in a few hours so we can watch ourselves on TV. You all <laughs> do, too. Our fans do as well. Yes. Remember, 4 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Two yeah. A.m., not 3 p.m. 3 a.m. Central, 2 a.m. Mountain, 1 a.m. Pacific. If you're in Hawaii and Alaska, figure it out. Let me know. I, don't, I can't do that math. If you're in Europe, you can still stream it, I believe. Yeah. Wherever you are, we're worldwide. Forget about Pitbull. We're now. I was just going to say, worldwide. forget about Pitbull. We are worldwide. <laughs> he is stealing our thunder, and it's not acceptable. No. It's fair. It's our thing. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Or are we good? Uh, Nets start out the season 0 1. Dodgers come back and win. Red Sox were up last time I checked. My Islanders up 2 0 on the Blackhawks. Lots going on. We got all three sports going. If it was a Monday to be football too. So that's about it, guys. Where can we find each other? John? Uh, Yeah, Fox Sports 1340 AM. Cardiac Cane on Fansided. Finn Fanatic on Fansided. Sports Arena Monday and Wednesday nights, 10 Eastern Time. Thursday nights, Alex Fleming's NFL Carousel, uh, 7 to 8. You can find me on there. And then, of course, Sideline Sports, DBNA Television. I mean, this is the place, man. 5, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. eating dinner. This is the life. 5 yeah, to 6 so. p.m. you're eating dinner, but we're not airing until 4 a.m. That's good. Hey, I'm encouraging them to eat dinner <laughs> at the appropriate time so you have the rest of your night to enjoy. Absolutely not. JB, where can they find you? JB underscore the program on Twitter. I'm everywhere, guys. Just look around. Wake up early. Get a Roku. Get a Fire Stick. Soon to be on Apple. Just watch some DB&A TV, 4 a.m. Eastern. 
Doesn't it have a nice ring to it, too? DBNA television at 4 a.m. when you wake up. It has a great ring to it. If you're not watching DBNA TV, check out our our socials. They're giving away six vacations, guys. They are. Get a vacation on DBNA TV. Get a a DBNA vacation and then watch us while you're on vacation for the ultimate experience. Ultimate experience. You'll win a vacation because you're watching our show. What's better than watching us and getting a vacation? You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, hello. Go away. <laughs> a free so vacation. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, free vacation. Show vacation. Absolutely. Yeah, DBNA TV, the program on the Believe Network, the NF- Alex Fleming, NFL Carousel, producing the NBA Carousel Mondays at uh, 8. Got another show coming out that I'm working on with Al Gold. I'm all over, guys. But the most important place, 4 a.m. DBNA TV. And live every tuesday 8 30 jake you guys can find me on twitter at jake underscore malik facebook twitter instagram all that just look me up otherwise you know you just look up my name most importantly you find me here on sideline sports and dbna television and most importantly you can find sideline sports besides just dbna television <laughs> can i finish can i finish or is this is this too important to mention john i didn't do it uh, that was JB. Well, the grin on your face said it all. All right. You guys can find Sideline Sports Instagram, Twitter, at Sideline Sport One, as you see scrolling across the bottom. YouTube and Facebook, you just look up Sideline Sports. And you guys can find us DBNA Television, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TikTok. Just look us up. You'll find us somewhere. And yes, JB, I know. I lost. All right. I accept it. You know what? Stefan Diggs had. One of his best game all season in week six, and I lost. It happens. Yeah, I beat Jake by six points I'm in another league. I haven't lost, so so that's it. All right. Four Anything else? Or are, we are we good to go? Are we good to go? Are we done? <laughs> I think right. he forgot that I'm, he's only in three leagues. No, I'm in yeah, four. I'm, I'm in another league. Oh, without us cheating on us. He's cheating on us. Yeah, it is. He's cheating on us. All right. Well, if you're watching us on DBNA television, I'd advise you go to sleep, you know, get some rest. I, I, you know, that's just my advice. You're going to need it for the vacation that you're going to win. Exactly. Other than that, everybody, thank you. We'll see you next time. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are 
and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab, an electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.